welcome to Keeper Chat. My name is Fauna. And my name is Flora. And this is a weekly podcast where we chat about animals. Each week we'll be discussing a new animal and learning more about them. As we are always, both zookeepers. Uh, see, I don't have the script in front of me. <laughs> We're both real-life zookeepers. There and, it is. Uh, uh, no, this is actually the week where nothing the truth we comes say out. <laughs> reflects our organizations and all thoughts and opinions are our own. Thank you. So with that amazing intro by Flora, let's get grimy. When our powers combine, we become... Unstoppable. Unstoppable. You know Unstoppable. what? Unstoppable. You know what, guys? Most of it's there, but you guys know the drill. You know that we're both real-life zookeepers. You know that each week we'll be discussing a new animal, learning more about them. <laughs> and you know, as always, all thoughts and opinions are our own. So, with that, let's get grimy. Let's get grimy. <laughs> you I guys know already too. know this. You know it. You live you and know. breathe it. It is tattooed on your forehead. Oh. <laughs> Children, assemble. We're we can pick you out of a crowd. On the inside of our palms so we can read it next time. <laughs> Off you the know inside what? of our palms. <laughs> That's actually a really good idea. Tattoo the inside of my eyelid. Uh, Flora. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> How's your week? Any any eyelid tattoos to speak I of? I didn't get any eyelid tattoos, but since oh. we're talking about body horror, can yeah. I just say that I'm reading the most horrific body horror-filled book God damn it, you always do. You always read these things. And they're so messed up. I do. And I um, am reading, and it's, like, about these gross sores that turn into, like, these organisms that are, like, taking over the host. It's basically, like, those parasitic wasps that, like, lay eggs and caterpillars and, like, eat them alive from the inside. Only it's, like, happening to people. (laughs) And during all of this, I got, like, four bug bites just, like, on my spine in, like, the worst possible place that I cannot reach. And they've been driving me insane. And so I am just having a lot of anxiety about them and about being eaten alive from the inside. God. So that's what my week has been filled with. How has your week been? Um, my week has had less body horror than yours. I'm not oh. going to say no body horror, okay. but I will say considerably less. Okay. Um, speaking of body horror, yesterday okay. <laughs> I was at the I was at this botanical gardens place Beautiful. where I live and it was like stunning, of course. And they had stunning. an opening. It was. Uh, they had an open bar, so you know I was there. Lit. And you know I got lit at the botanical lit. gardens. <laughs> Did. I was there. I was, like, in and among the flora, and I was like, mm, I wish my flora were here. Um, <laughs> and it was a really precious moment. But anyways, I went to this, like, weird abandoned bathroom because I just, like, I don't know. I was like, I really need to pee, and I sort of don't want to do it around all these nice people. Because, you know, you know, sometimes you just, like... You just want to, like, have a moment to yourself. <laughs> I need I a knew, moment. I knew there were going to be, like, like, snooty women in the bathroom. So I was like, yeah. I just want to be alone. So yes. I found this, like, decrepit bathroom. It wasn't decrepit. It was beautiful. In the back of the <laughs> botanical gardens. I'm getting and, I don't know what to, I don't know what to picture anymore. I'm having a really <laughs> hard time. I'm, I'm telling two truths. <laughs> um, but no, I went back there with my friend and, like, whatever, we do our thing. And then we're um, leaving. And I just decided, I don't know why, but it just struck me in that moment that I was, like, going to do a weird split out the door. <laughs> so I, like, opened the door, and I just, like, started, like, splitting. <laughs> and I saw the door open, and I was just, like, looking back at her, like, maintaining eye contact as I continued to split. And all of a sudden, I just hear this woman, like, behind me is, like, excuse me. <laughs> There was a woman standing right outside the door that I was slowly pushing open with my split. (laughs) It was horrible. It was the worst. And I was like, I'm so sorry. And then to make matters worse. So like I'm doing this and my friend is like watching me the whole time. And she's just like, wow, I hate you. And then she like said my name. And lo and behold, what's this woman's name but no. my exact name? No. That she was walked your in, doppelganger. I don't. And she walked in. She's like, that's my name. And my friend is no. like, fuck. <laughs> I don't hate you. I hate this other idiot that <laughs> who's was doing like a split. Ultimate Ugh. timeline you that was like trying to get you back under control because you were like. I was going off the rails. But also just because of the awful book I'm reading, the whole time you were saying that you were like splitting, I was just picturing you like splitting in half. That's actually what I meant. I'm like a big bug coming out. Like, oh, I was birthing a bug. I'm a bug. Anywho, um, what a week, huh? 
What a whirlwind we've both been through. God, ain't that the truth? So, I want, I have two questions. One, um, what are you drinking? I am drinking nothing. Oh, get yourself some water. I had a BLL with dinner. Oh, shit. They're so good. And Guys? And I ate a little piece of cake, and so I had a little glass of milk. Oh, my. What a weird combination of drinks. Yeah, but I gotta have milk with my cake. I can't not drink milk with dessert. I know. So. Yeah. With cake, you gotta. You gotta. You gotta. Um, Here's another question. When yep. is Budweiser gonna actually step up and stop being such cowards and sponsor us? Truly, they are the best sponsor. <laughs> All of our interests align. Um, okay, I think we need question. to say dilly dilly like about a thousand percent more, and then they'll sponsor us. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. Um, dilly we'll dilly. just we'll put that in in post. Okay, we'll put it in post. Uh, second question: Where are your cats, and what are they doing? Two part. So one of them I just left on the couch. He's sleeping in a shoebox. Perfect. And then the other one is in my room in the dark with all the lights off, just meowing. So I both, um, I get, again, have locked them out of this room while I'm podcasting. So, Wow. It sounds like a beautiful, peaceful night at the yeah. Flora the household. The shoebox is about half the size of the cat Him. that's in the right, shoebox. Right, right, right. Um, so he's, he looks very uncomfortable. But it's my other cat's favorite place to sit. So he's in it, like, out of spite. Like, he doesn't fit in it, and he's not comfortable in it. And it actually looks like... He has to hurt himself to get in it, mm-hmm. um, but he does not want her in it. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> what are you drinking? I'm drinking some red wine because I'm a classy woman, and uh, I know you didn't ask, but I'm going to tell you anyways. Okay. My cat is um, sitting in the dark in the adjacent room, and he's just she's just staring at me from the dark room. Uh-oh. Can I tell you something? This morning, okay, this idiot always wakes me up at like... The ass crack of dawn. Right? It's so annoying. Cat o'clock. It's cat o'clock. It's time to go. Mommy, get up. I'm starving. I'm going to starve to death. And so you'd think he'd never eaten before. But anyways, this morning, <laughs> I woke up, and he's got his, like, little tushy, and by little, I mean giant ass, it's big. It's big. on this, like, little couch. And next to it is this stool, and he's just got his, like, big ass on the couch, and then he's, like, drooped down, so he sort of has to, like, hunch down for his, like, front paws to hit the stool. And I kept, I kept like, while I was sleeping, being like drug out of like the like calm, cool, collected like sweet dreamland that I was in. Yes. I was like forcibly like ripped out of it into like horror awake time of the early morning. And I was like, what is that sound? Like, why am I awake? And I look over, and his front paws are on the stool, and he's just like softly like pushing it, like and like <laughs> teetering it. So it's like hitting the wooden floor, like. What? I was like, dude! And he's just staring at me the whole time. And then the moment my eyes open, he looks at me, he's like, What the fuck? I know. So, um, if I just go crazy one day, more so than I already have, then you guys know why. It's the cats. It's it's because I'm actually being tortured. It's the cats. It's always the cats. I was just going to say, everybody did see our announcement video today where we announced our secret identities. It got shared about 100,000 times. <laughs> yes! I'm so the, glad it went over well. The flora and fauna leave baby animals alone video. That's actually an incredible video, and we shared it on our own page. However, those people are bubbly and adorable, and that <laughs> is not either of us. We are golems, and we're alcoholics, and I am withering away at every moment and that those people were the exact opposite of us so literally if you guys like actually here's the inside scoop if you want to know what we look like imagine a crone <laughs> and then <laughs> multiply it by two <laughs> and there you have us and that's us right there so thank you for sharing that wonderful video yeah it was beautiful um it okay. reminded me of what could have been <laughs> Oh my god, an alternate reality. Maybe that's what that woman that I was like splitting at in the bathroom of the botanical yeah. gardens was doing. She was yep. like, ew, it's my horrible doppelganger. Yep. It's the evil crone one. And I was like, shit. Damn it, I've been exposed. Damn okay, I think, um, I think we've been through mm, our obligatory ten minutes of just like bullshit at the beginning of this yeah, episode. Yeah, everybody loves it though. I mean, not everybody, but a lot of people like it. I mean, I think, I think the true fans have stuck around. Hopefully. Now you guys get rewarded. Garbage dirt and they'd stick around, I'm pretty sure. 
I would like to think so. I but like now I've you heard. get rewarded yep. with like animal facts. Animal fact time. Mm-mm. Okay, so we're wrapping up this week. Last week of Game of Thank Thrones. God. If you guys listen to this on Tuesday when this episode drops, you've probably already seen the episode. So like oh you know what happens. Oh my god, you know what happens. It's crazy. So you guys just- don't don't tell it. Oh my god, don't. Don't Shh. tell us. I haven't Stop. seen it yet. We haven't seen it. Shh. Don't. No spoilers, no spoilers, no spoilers. Oh my god, I'm gonna slap. Stop. You're gonna slap? <laughs> I'm gonna slap you. Oh, you just said I'm gonna slap. I was like, what? What are you gonna say? I'm gonna slap wall? you. No, I didn't do anything. Um, okay, so this is going to conclude our amazing, wonderful, like fan favorite Game of Thrones mini podcast within a podcast i I have aged seven years in these past three weeks (laughs) (laughs) we on crone time baby (laughs) please god put us out of our misery what are we hearing if it's the fucking trout i'm a shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah say the best for last what up in me the trout (laughs) i would die i would actually turn to dust no no, okay, so I went with the last, like, main house, because I figured, like, that's beautiful, there's, like, the four main houses, and you, like, did that dope raven, which okay. is just, like, floating around everything. So I went with the last main house, which is... I don't know is, what it is. Well, I'm literally, I was about to tell you, and you interrupted me to tell me that you didn't know what it was. I wanted to guess, but I can't. Okay, so thus far, we have covered House Targaryen with the Komodo dragon. We've covered House Lannister with the lion. We covered House Baratheon with the stag. We covered the Three-Eyed Raven with the Raven. <laughs> and now we're covering House Stark with the Wolf. Oh, Wolfie. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves wolves, man. Well. Look, name one person that doesn't. All those people that, like, shoot them all the time in Alaska and shit. Shit, I thought that would take you longer. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. But there are so many people that love them. There are, except for, like, politicians who will do anything to get rid of them. God, yeah, mortal enemies. But anyway, I love wolves. Wolves are cool. And I was like, okay, did you go through a phase in your, like, early teens where Uh you just, like, loved wolves and, like, looked up, like, (laughs) wolf drawings and, like... (laughs) Yeah, and you just, like, went out and you, like, tore your clothes (laughs) off in the moonlight and you sort of just, like, dipped your body in mud. No, but you just, like, oh, okay. maybe, like, the background on your family's computer was, like, just a really majestic wolf, like, mm-hmm. painting with, like, a lot of just, like, blue aura, like, stuff and, like, just, like, a lot of mystical stuff. You know what I did in my wolf phase was I got one of those uh, <laughs> fuzzy art things. Fuzzy poster! Yes, where you, like, color it in and the I rest of them. it is, like, black fuzz and it yes. was... It was a wolf, and there was a moon behind it, and a mountain and trees in front of it. Yes, dude. I think I had that same fucking one. Guys, listeners out there, join us in our wolf phase. You know you had one. God, should we sell fuzzy posters? Would that just be, like, the greatest merch? (gasps) Oh. My God. (laughs) (laughs) And untapped market. (laughs) Talk about it. Seriously. We are now entrepreneurs. (laughs) (laughs) okay let's talk about the wolf Um, yeah there's like tell me everything all right so we're in class mammalia which means they got furry nipples that's a little cheat sheet for y'all you want to know what the mammals are they got furry nipples we're in order carnivora uh family canidae genus canis and we're just gonna get into it canis lupus man the classic the og the one scientific name that you and i will ever say that doesn't sound like we're like hexing someone in another dimension no it just sounds like we're saying that that guy has lupus <laughs> hey you got lupus hey you know what? canis lupus <laughs> you know what some of us have lupus some of us don't it's fine it some is what of it us is. are wolves some of us had a wolf face it's fine yeah we had this like weird moment at my work the other day where we were all just talking about the diseases that we have so, like, that oh. was fun and, like, bonding. Was it? I don't know. Maybe. Anywho. Canis lupus. There's also Canis rufus and Canis, Canis simensis. Okay. Sure. Uh, but they're different species of wolves. That's basically it. Uh, wolf is a wolf is a wolf. 
Um, there are some minor variations between, like, the different kinds, and we'll get yeah. into that a little bit. But okay. I just wanted to talk about, like, how freaking cool wolves are, because I they're really cool. I want to really know how many cool. kinds there are, though. There's a lot. I didn't look up how many, but there's a lot. Oh, fuck. I mean, there's, like, a couple different kinds. It just depends. So, okay, let me get into it. I'll give All you a little backstory. All I know gray wolf. Yeah, okay, tell yeah. me. So there are, um, they're basically wolves kind of everywhere i read something okay. that said that they are the like most okay there are only four species <laughs> yeah but the, my point is like they're so spread out that it's like there are so many different variations like within those yeah yeah they're not like a million species okay. um okay so gray wolves in particular uh basically flourished across like north america uh, but on top of that, they became the most widely dispersed land mammal on Earth next to humans. So wolves Whoa. in general are found, they've been found they across out North there. America. They've been found in the Far East, in Russia, in Europe. They've been found in parts of Africa. Like, they're kind of just everywhere, man. They Damn. And, like, it makes sense because they, like, they really adapt well to different environments and, like, different climates. And they just, like, do really, really well for themselves. Yeah. So it makes a lot of sense. But, um, yeah, so there aren't, like, a million species, but there um, there are a lot of variations depending on where they live as far as, like, um, their actual physical appearance and their behavior and all that kind of stuff. So there are variances in that. Obviously, uh, Canidae, you guys have probably heard of that before if you know anything about dogs. It's dogs! It's dogs. And your dog belongs to the same, uh, same family, Canidae. That wolves do. God, you know all those people that are like, yeah, he's part Dalmatian and part wolf. Yeah, it's They're really so annoying. Really dumb. So wolves and dogs obviously share a common ancestor. This is where like a very, 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 very basic understanding of evolution comes in and will make you not look like an idiot in regular conversation. So wolves and dogs share a common ancestor. It doesn't mean that dogs evolved from wolves. It's the missing link. That doesn't make make any sense. But they are related to one another in that regard, in which they have that common ancestor. And because of that, they share a lot of characteristics, but they also differ in a few ways, too. First off, dogs are domestic. We'll put it out there. Dogs are pets because they've been domesticated, uh, basically selectively bred over... Lots and lots and lots of generations yeah, to... Yeah, like a bajillion years. Yeah, to be, like, friendly and affiliative toward humans. So, that's a thing. On top of that, uh, wolves, I mean, they're wolves. They're wild animals. Anyone who says that they, like, met a wolf and it, they, like, took it under their wing and it became their dog is lying. Or that wolf is, like, plotting to kill them. <laughs> it's one of two things. Um, and then there is a situation where, um, Oh, wait, no, that you left out the third thing. It could also be a werewolf. Oh, shit. You're so right. Well, that's its own thing, and, like, that's actually real, and it's, um... Well, if it wasn't real, we couldn't talk about it on the podcast, so... That's so true. It would just be static. <laughs> it's just... You wouldn't be able to hear this at all. Um, that's actually, like, the third situation, which I'm gonna get to in a second. So that's what happens when dogs and wolves breed and then they also there's a human involved what maybe he was, <laughs> maybe he was watching what? and that's why he became a werewolf wow i hate that i hate that i uh, didn't make the rules i hate that um what is and it he, called and he was also around and, and adjacent but he because of that it was wrong wrong place wrong time baby what's the now you're um, werewolf what did they call, like, the first movie of, like, a superhero movie? Like, where you find out how they became... Oh, origin story. Origin, That's yeah. the worst origin story I've ever heard. Oh, hi, I watched a dog and a wolf fuck, and now I turn into a wolf <laughs> when the full moon comes out. Not just a wolf, a werewolf. Oh, I'm sorry, yes. <laughs> I've been cursed. I mean, it makes sense, right? Like, maybe don't be, like, snooping and peeping and yeah, you maybe turn don't into, be like, a, a werewolf. Dirty, dirty peeping Tom. So what we're saying are where okay if you're a werewolf then you're a pervert. Yeah, <laughs> cats you're, out of the bag, boy. <laughs> you're a furry pervert. Or you know what? There is a chance too that maybe you just like stumbled across something you were never meant to see, and then you're like, damn it. Right. Like how long? Like if you just get a glimpse, is that gonna curse you, or do you have to watch for like a good couple minutes? 
I don't know. I'm um I haven't really looked into like the lore, and as far as I know, I don't know any werewolves. But that's like one of those things. Like you probably know at least one. Like look to your right, look to your left. One of those people is probably a werewolf. Oh yeah, like one. And out if of it's every not them, three. if it's not them, then it's you. Yes. <laughs> then you're yes. the werewolf. You're the. Perfect. So that's um that's a really important note. I'm really glad you brought that up because Thanks. like that affects us as humans. But um, there are situations where wolves and dogs can interbreed. They are okay. still viable in that regard, which is okay. interesting. And the pups that are born are called wolf hybrids. Cool. However, Original. yeah, so just because a dog and a wolf happen to interbreed and ha- like give birth to a wolf hybrid, that does not mean that the wolf hybrid will be a good pet. Oh, yeah. I think people think like, oh, it's got dog in it. It's fine. But it's like, no, that's not how that works. Yeah. It comes from hundreds of generations of, like, conditioning and selective breeding. Right. The That's how that works. part still is a wild animal. It's with still like a wolf. Wild it's still like instincts. a – it's a first-generation wolf. Um, but anywho, so that's just one thing. Keep in mind, if you come across a wolf, like, don't try to befriend it. It will either try to avoid you or kill you if you're, like, molesting it. So just leave it alone. Um, yeah, you fucking pervert. Like, leave it alone for once. Don't molest uh, any of the wolves. There's also, um, have you heard that myth that people always say, like, huskies are wolves? Like no. Because they, like, look like wolves, and they're like, oh, it's like a, it's like part wolf. It's like a wolf. Uh, not hybrid, but they always, like, talk about how they're just, like, basically, like, it's just like, oh, yeah, it's like grandmother was a wolf. I don't know. Right. Maybe, I li- maybe I lived around weird people, but they no, used to No, that's say what that. I was saying earlier, is like, yeah, my dog's part wolf. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, no, that's not the case. Um, Huskies are just another dog breed. That's it. Like, they're just another domestic breed. So, they look closer to a wolf, I guess, but that doesn't mean that they're more I mean, not even really, like, you know. They're floofy. They they have hair, I guess. Is that, like, what we're going (laughs) with? They have hair, and so hair equals wolf. Must be wolf boy. Whoa, wolfy man. Uh, but depending on where they live and the different species, they do look a little bit different from each other. But, like, I don't really need to go into what a wolf looks like, right? We all know what that looks like. It's a big fluffy dog, basically, is mm-hmm. what it looks like. Um, mm-hmm. I just finished talking about tail. how they're not dogs. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> they have really big bushy tails. Uh, they can... They're big, though. Yeah, they can get like, pretty gray big. gray wolves are big. Yeah. Um, let me pull up the size here to give you a little bit of perspective. Uh, let's see. Okay, so the largest, which is the gray wolf, which you just said, is anywhere between roughly three to just over four feet long, which is uh, about 90 to 130 centimeters. The smallest, which is the Ethiopian wolf, is just shy of three feet to just over three feet long, which is roughly 80 to 100 centimeters. Uh, across all of all wolves, the males are typically larger than females, and then they do have a long bushy tail. That tail is anywhere between 11 to 20 inches or 30 to 50 centimeters long. And then as far as weight goes, again, the gray wolf being the largest is going to be the heaviest too. Uh, They can get upwards of 140 pounds or roughly 62 uh, kilograms. I almost say kilometers. Lol. (laughs) Uh, And then the lightest again, the Ethiopian, which is the smallest, anywhere between about 25 to 40 pounds or 11 to 20 kilograms in there Ethiopian in that range Ethiopian wolf <clears throat> um, wow they're even smaller than like a red wolf uh not really I mean red wolves are like I always thought as red wolves as <laughs> wait what are you talking about oh the you Ethiopian just... yes yes you just no, I thought it was the smallest yes 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 I thought you said the gray wolf I was like no oh <laughs> so that no. was the biggest <laughs> I said um, wow they're even smaller than red wolves because like oh, red gotcha. wolves are really small yeah, they but are I've small. I've never seen an Ethiopian wolf a day in my life, so. Yeah. Well, the red wolves I always think of is, like, if the if the gray wolf just got, like, a buzz cut. <laughs> yeah, or, like, if they just decided to, like, be more coyote. Yeah, true, true. They do look a lot like those. And that's actually an issue in the red wolf population, which we'll talk about toward the end of the episode. But uh, the lifespan of a wolf is between 13 to 15 years. That's pretty spot on, right? It's really close yeah. to, like, cat years. Um and let's see let's get to the fun stuff so they are uh carnivores they 
are occasionally omnivorous, but wolves are interesting in that their wild diet is almost purely uh, made up of other animals. So even like, I mean, like cats are typically obligate carnivores, like meaning they have to eat meat to survive and be healthy. Whereas like uh, members of the Canidae family can usually munch on other things. Like we talked about the jackal before and how it like eats actual garbage um, and it's like totally its jam. Yes. Um, and so usually Canidae has a little bit more flexibility, but wolves typically eat only meat in the wild and occasionally will come across other things, but okay. that's going to be their food of choice. Like I said, they're pretty much found um, all across the world. At one point, they were found, like I said, in North America, Europe, Eastern Africa, Asia, Russia. Like they can just kind of, they were everywhere. And it's because they can live in such a diverse uh, ecosystem. And actually the climate in those ecosystems can be like extremely varied and they're usually fine so that can range from anywhere between negative 70 degrees fahrenheit uh to 120 (laughs) degrees fahrenheit cool yeah which is a difference of almost 200 degrees fahrenheit uh in celsius it's going to be negative 50 to 50 degrees celsius so like i don't know just I imagine at this point your pants have blown themselves off your body, so just bear with me here. He can live on the surface of the sun as well as on Venus. As well as on Venus. Just hop in <laughs> between planets. I guess Venus isn't a good example. Maybe like... Neptune. Neptune. <gasps> oh! <laughs> we both had to think about it, too. We're like, what's a cold planet? <laughs> I was like, my very. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. God, we're both equally smart and dumb. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, but they, like I said, they can tolerate all these different things because they're a very hardy animal and they do pretty well in just about every ecosystem. Obviously, they're predators. If they're going to be um, eating other animals, they need to predate on them. And a lot of their senses and their adaptations are geared toward that predator nature. So they have very, very keen senses and they're extremely agile, so they can run, they can climb, they can uh, swim pretty well, they can, like, lope and, like, jump off of things, and mm-hmm. they're pretty sturdy, so they're good. Um, they have a great sense of smell, they have pretty good eyesight, um, their hearing is obviously very good, uh, so all those things kind of come into play and just make them this, like, really cool predator. Uh, depending on the prey availability in their designated habitat, their territories can get pretty big too. So a wolf mm-hmm. territory can range anywhere between uh, like 30 to 40, um, anywhere in there to roughly 1,000 square miles. Um, so I do have a unit here in hectares. Does anyone else measure in hectares or does it, is it, I like only do in miles. I guess I'll throw it out there in case someone does. I have no uh, fucking idea. It's about 10,000 hectares to 260,000. So. If that means anything to you. No. That... Maybe someone out there, someone's listening and their pants just shot off their body. <laughs> They're like, whoa, <laughs> so much. Um, but yeah, so they can, uh, depending on the prey, they can have pretty big territories too. And that's something that they are um, usually pretty fierce in defending, which we'll talk about in their communication styles next. But uh, for the most part, as far as their habitat goes, wherever wolves are living, they try to avoid humans as much as possible. And um, I think that's... Kind yeah, of, we're the worst. Yeah, seriously. But I think that's a mis- like common misconception. Like people just assume that if they're out in the woods, like they're gonna get attacked by a wolf. But for the most part, especially with a lot of those predators, they try to avoid people as much as they can, um, because people are bad news for them and they're like scary and they just want to stay safe and and we stink not get bad. murdered and we smell really bad. We smell like ac- actual poop. So like not even the good kind of poop. Yes. Um, But in this day and age, most of the places where wolves are still found in their wild habitats are going to be in um, uh, forested areas that are still protected or national parks. So they're not really just like out there roaming around like Chicago. I've seen a real ass wolf. Really? A real ass gray wolf. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, I went to, um, what's that like super famous national park? Yellowstone? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I saw a bunch of wolves. Badass, dude. Yeah, that's everywhere. It's so cool. That's great. Um, Okay, so we talked about that they eat other animals. They prefer larger prey, like deer, sheep, um, things like that. But they will, if the 
uh, resources are scarce, they will eat, like, birds and mice and rabbits and stuff. All right. Uh, but they prefer to take out those bigger things. And the reason being that wolves work in a team because they live in packs. So the pack mentality of wolf is, I think, the thing that people know the most about and the thing that probably George R. R. Martin was like, hell yeah, that's what I'm going to use for my emblem Starks. of, like, House Stark. Yeah. Technically, technically, the emblem for them is a dire wolf, which is, like, an extinct version of a wolf, which was, like, five feet long. Um, so it was just, like, a mega wolf, I guess. Those, like, um, real, like, real life? Yeah, it's extinct. Like, not in the books, but, like, in real life. That's what I was... Yes. Yeah, okay. well, in the books, like, he exaggerates them. I think he says they're the size of, like, horses or something, which is, oh, like, okay. crazy. Um, but, yeah, dire wolves were... Like um, a real ass thing? Yeah, they're extinct. But they were cool. real. Yeah. They're just, like, a really big wolf. Um, but anyway, so they work as t- in a team um, in their pack, and they will take down... Uh, herds or they'll take out individuals and herds of these large animals obviously with most predators they're going after the old the sick or the young because they're easier to pick off right and pretty much for wolves they're gonna go hard or go home like if they caught something they're gonna like absolutely gorge themselves Mm. um, because they don't know when their next meal is gonna come so go big or go home baby we're poor (laughs) pretty much and it might be a while before they eat again so might as well uh, they're very good at killing their prey, obviously. They have very strong jaw muscles. They can bite through just about any animal hide, and they can usually crunch up bones pretty quick as well. Yike. Um, Wolves are yeah. so scary. Yike. You know, like, yeah. their nose goes up, like, so far when they bare their teeth, and you see, like, all oh, of their gums. Yes. Is it just keeps really... going. It reminds me of when your cat touched me with her gums. Do you remember that? I do. <laughs> I do. She was like a little wolf. <laughs> she's a wolf kitty. She was. She's the opposite of werewolf. She closed her eyes when she saw something <laughs> indecent happening. She became a perfect little angel baby. Oh my god! Who has to eat at two a.m. precisely every morning? <laughs> I need to eat one lick of a can of food, yeah, and then she, it is garbage. She just wanted to make sure that you remembered. Period. Just I'm not hungry. <laughs> I just don't want you to forget. I just wanted to make sure you were up and you never sleep. <laughs> That's really, yeah, that's really what it was. Uh, okay, so they live in packs. Um, a pack is usually made up of uh, an alpha male and an alpha female. And Ooh. those are typically the ones that are going to breed and have pups. And then there can be other individuals as well. But for the most part, um, a pack is going to be between roughly 8 to upwards of 30 wolves. Damn, can you imagine getting your ass torn up by 30 wolves? Like, what a bad day. (laughs) What a dream come true. (laughs) (laughs) Golly. Yeah, God, talk about a case of the Monday. (laughs) So I used to work, okay, I know wolves aren't dogs, but I used to work at a dog kennel, and I got bit by a corgi husky mix, and his name was Gus, and it hurt really bad, and I had to get stitches. I can't Mm -hmm. imagine getting, like, mauled by a wolf. Ah, It's going to be... that's gonna be our next um our I next cr- check in. Like Flora, how was your week? I got my ass tore up by wolves, <laughs> man. It was the pits. Like I got bit by a corgi and I cried and like only one tooth like went inside my hand. But like when his tooth came out, like the inside of my hand also came out. Ooh. So like the outside of my hand was on like the inside of my hand was on the outside and then the doctor like pushed it back in and just so <laughs> Why were you telling me this? I don't know. I was just thinking about body horror stuff all week, so I'm just continuing. To yeah, think about God. That, so. If there's a there's a tag to have on this episode, it's body horror. <laughs> it's it's body worst. horror. Uh, but anyway, uh, wolf packs are very interesting because they follow the cues and the leadership of that male and female alpha. Yeah, um, so weird. There's only ever one alpha male and one alpha female, and like I said, they're the ones that usually breed and have pups. Um, the alphas are typically the ones that are. Um, not necessarily the largest or the strongest, but they have the best leadership skills. So, like, good job you on the interview. You obviously nailed it. Uh, and they are important because they help organize the pack, not just during hunting, but during, like, downtime, too. Hmm. Um, so during a hunt, it's obviously crucial if they're going to be working together that they have a sort of, like, hive mind mentality. And okay. the alphas are the ones that make sure that that's what happens. And they keep everyone on track and they, like, make sure that things are going according to plan and everyone's, like, comfortable with what they're doing. Um, But then in their downtime, too, they make sure that everyone is getting along and that there isn't any inter-pack aggression happening. Um, So they're keeping up, like, keeping the peace, you know, doing their thing. I think, like, the alpha and, like, beta and, like, 
just that whole like mentality is something that it may be maybe it's the only fact humans remember from elementary school about animals because anytime they see any other animal they're like oh my god is one is one the alpha yeah oh oh, uh which penguin is the alpha (laughs) hey rob i see that you came to the zoo on free day and you're not fucking funny None of these are alphas, you dumb idiot. I'm sorry you only remember one word from school, and it was alpha, but you're in the wrong place. Hey, that one over there that's um, closer to me than all the others, is that the alpha? <laughs> yeah, like, what the fuck? No, they're all just looking at you like an idiot. You're the idiot. You're the beta. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, which one's the alpha? Everyone but you, Robert. <laughs> I, I just get that. I get that ass, like, every day of my fucking life, and it's always by the same, just, like, tool bag looking person yeah well no i can totally sympathize because i work with gorillas and so people do the <laughs> exact same thing they're like uh is that the alpha is and i'm like no actually he gets his ass beat daily <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i i agreed there uh i think it's so interesting though like i wish i don't know it's such an interesting thing to look into because like I don't know. I'm going to get off on a tangent here, but I took a course in college that was all about, like, philosophy of biological sciences. It was so interesting, and we went through the whole on the origin of species, and, mm-hmm. like, we had this whole um, this whole discussion once about the idea of perfectionism and, like, perfection in, uh, in, like, a living form, and the argument was, like, you know, humans generally, just like a knee-jerk reaction, consider themselves to be perfect because, like, we... I mean, we're, like, the top of, like, our food chain, you know, and we, like, basically have a hand in the lives of every other thing on the planet. Yeah. But Just we're not, like, like, why do you inherently think that humans are perfect? Because, like, honestly, like, we tip over sometimes and, like, break our own necks. Like, that's not perfect. Right. Our eyesight is really not very good, you know? Like, our hearing isn't great. Like, I, I don't know. There's, like, so many different things. But anyways, the whole point was, like, the idea of perfectionism and... Um, how it's such a subjective thing, but that when you look at all these other animals that have like, these amazing adaptations, like mantis shrimp eyes that can like see in UV, like you could consider that a perfect specimen, or like wolves that use this like amazing form of communication to like completely and like very strictly organize themselves in a social hierarchy, like you could consider that like perfection. But mm-hmm. anywho, I just think it's so interesting. Like there are so many cool things out there. That I think it's just, I think it's so short sighted for us to be like, oh, we're perfect. We're the best thing out there. Ew, like, I don't I don't think- I can't like I drown in a bathtub. That's what like no. Not yeah, good. I don't know. Yeah, I've never thought that. Maybe it's just the depression, but I've never <laughs> thought that any human was a perfect specimen. Oh no, I totally agree with you. I just think it's like the overwhelming majority of people are like, Oh yeah, humans are the best. It's like yeah. ew, and we're not so, anywho, uh, those alphas, like I said, have a really important role um, just for the pack in general. And reducing oh, that... In- Go sorry, ahead. that made me think. Do you remember that, like, image? And it was, like, it was, like, Snopes, where they were, like, oh, out front is, like, the weakest wolf walking. Yes, yes. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> yes. That was so funny. What was that? It was, well, like... Well, it was, like... Um, they were talking about how they still, like, supported them or some Or what was it? Like, it they was put like, the weakest one in front. I thought, and then it was, like, the one in the back is, like, the alpha. Yeah, um, and they, like, they match the pace of the weakest one or something. Wasn't that yeah. it? Anyways. Um, guys, uh, just look up your wolf facts. Don't believe everything you see on the internet. God, yeah. if there was, like, a catch line. A catch line? Catchphrase? <laughs> I don't know. Of the show. It's don't yes, they believe were saying, the internet. That the wolf pack was being led by the oldest and weakest members. Mm. The first mm-hmm. three are old and sick, and they give the pace to the entire pack, like, blah, blah, blah. And everyone was like, eh, no, my dude. Hey, no, they don't. Um, so, yeah, that was just... Anyway, it was a real picture. It just... Someone just made up a stupid story about it. Anyway, I just wanted to bring They're that up. a werewolf now, so if it makes you feel any better... They're just actually dead in a ditch somewhere because they made up things on the internet and that's illegal. <laughs> they got their comeuppance. <laughs> Wikipedia was like, not on my watch. Excuse me? I don't think so. Uh, so, yeah, the alphas are um, are really important in that regard. Uh, and then in addition to helping reduce interpack fighting, they can also 
um, do like promote pack bonding too. So it's like the flip side as well. They do like team building activities for everyone. Amazing. But um, you have to like fight your way to alpha, right? I mean, there's a lot of like snarling and. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough position to get in. You don't just like you're not just democratically elected. There, it was, it's not like like you know how hyenas were like born into it. Are they like born right. into it? I don't think so. I think like if I I mean like with any dominance hierarchy, like a social hierarchy, typically the offspring of like the dominant or the alpha or whatever is going to have like a higher ranking than anyone else, but it also comes down to personality and relationship. You know, some animals are like really strict about it, but I think like if that were the case cuz for the most part for these packs, a lot of it's like the alphas and their pups. So like the pups grow up and like become members of the pack, but like technically they would all be like offspring of the alphas okay you know so i mean there is like there is a certain amount of like displaying that has to go on between them to determine that dominance too but yeah it is what it is um uh okay so let's get into some of those like team building activities right so a lot of it is patrolling they patrol their territories they're very territorial and a lot of that is scent marking too to make sure that they're um properly uh, letting everyone else know where their home turf is. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition, wolves obviously have a really cool form of communication. Um, not just scent marking, but they, um, just like your dog at home, if they're um, feeling scared or threatened or they're aggressive or anything like that, they will bare their teeth and growl. That's pretty common, right? We know mm-hmm. that one. Um, if they are alerted by something or anxious by something a lot of times you'll see like their head pop up their ears will perk up their tail might get really stiff and pointed that kind of thing like we've all probably seen that with dogs too uh and obviously like getting lower to the ground rolling over exposing your belly exposing your neck all of those are signs of submission um we see that in dogs a lot too and then any other time that there's like any sort of uh, ner- like anxiety or nervousness, you might notice that they like back away from things or they crouch really low, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So all of that's pretty straightforward. We've probably all seen that with dogs um, and wolves are pretty similar that? in that oh. regard. Exactly. Oh. So that's oh. what I'm getting to next. So on top of all these different ways that they communicate, um, they will also do vocal communication with a variety of different sounds, growls, barks, howls, squeaks, uh, whines, whimpers, chirps, stuff like that. But the best known way is by howling. Oh. Uh, yes. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 Uh, that's actually a perfect sample of a wolf howl. <laughs> but uh, for the most part, people hear wolves howling and it's like a spine tingling thing, right? Or it sounds yes. like mournful it's or so whatever. It's spooky. It is spooky. But actually, for the most part, the wolves are howling as like a form of like bonding and celebration. So they can howl for a number of reasons. Um most of the time they do it in a pack so one wolf will start and then the rest will join in yeah uh, and it becomes uh it basically becomes a team building activity like you're all singing karaoke together you're gonna like leave as better friends right Mm -hmm. and so it becomes an opportunity for everyone to join in uh not only that but the hells themselves are a means of the pack communicating to nearby packs that this is their territory yeah Um, dude if you can hear me step off exactly and i read something interesting too that was like uh if um so like none of the wolves will howl at the same pitch they'll they'll like if they find themselves matching one of them will like deviate so that they're at a dissonant sound and the idea is that all the dissonance would make the sound of the pack be bigger it makes them sound bigger so like any like nearby pack um would hear that and be like oh wow there's a really big pack they must have a big territory we want to like get away from them yeah. That kind of thing. Which I was so like, like, oh, that's genius. You can, like, um, harmonize. So, like, next time you and I are singing out of tune, it's just, like, perfect genius. We're, like, marking our territory. Yeah. Um, so they do that. They can uh, – so when they're doing a, a howling in a pack, they'll kind of start off with, like, lower, longer howls. And then they'll get excited and they'll get shorter and higher in pitch. And mm-hmm. then they'll all kind of, like, get going together. And it's pretty cool. Um. It's really important, like I said, for, like, bonding and maintaining, like, good pack relationships and, like, a feeling of community and stuff. And it, like, Mm -hmm. bonds them together. So it's a really important part of that and, like, making sure everyone is on good terms with each other. Um, But 
they can, um, they'll howl if they are getting ready to rally the entire pack to get ready for a hunt. They'll get them all amped that way. Um, they might howl to help synchronize an activity like marking territory or during a hunt or, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, they... Or if they hear a siren. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If there's, like, a siren going by, like, yeah. everyone will start howling. Red wolves, and they, like, lose their gourd if they Literally, hear constantly, a they're siren. like, oh, it's a wolf. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the biggest wolf. Um, they'll do it when they're playing sometimes. Um, they'll do it if they are announcing and um, eating their kill. A lot of times they'll, they'll mm-hmm. howl then. I almost said they'll awoo then. <laughs> oh my god. Awoo. Uh, and then, yeah, it's just, um, it's basically kind of their main thing. It's the thing that wolves do. We all know it. It's super cool. And sometimes they just do it for fun because, like, why not? Because why not? Yeah, so they're not really, like, sneaky predators. Like, it's not like they have to, like, hide their position because mm-hmm. they're going to just, like, come at you 30 wolf strong and bite your face off. So, Pretty like, much. Not really ambush predators, so they can make as not much so much noise amb- as they yeah, want. Yeah, absolutely. They're not really ambush predators, and I think that pack mentality comes into that in that they have tactics, obviously, and the alphas are the ones that are helping outline that and make sure everyone stays in line with it. Um, but they're not going to, like, lay in wait for you to go by and then clobber you. Like, right. it's usually, like, a full-on assault. Right. Um, so, you see them coming, you better run. You better be faster than the person next to you. So, that's all I'll say. Uh, when it comes to reproduction, like I said, the males, or the alpha male and alpha female are typically the ones that breed, and they're the ones that have pups. The gestation is nine weeks, and they can give birth to litters of one to eleven individuals. Um, when the pups are born, they can be just about one pound, or roughly half a kilogram, and... During that time, um, right after birth, everyone in the pack take cares of, takes care of them. So it's a group effort, and it's part of um, maintaining that pack community spirit, too, is that everyone takes care of them. Nice. Um, so, let's see. Uh, the pups, just like um, with a lot of predators, their pups are born in a den. It can be, like, yeah. an underground hole or a hollow in a tree or, like, whatever. Um for protection, like I said, the litter size is anywhere between like one to ten or eleven, and then if they need to, they'll move the pups around if they're getting too big or the place isn't safe or like whatever it may be. During the first four weeks of life, they nurse from their mom, and they can also nurse from the other subordinate females in the pack. So that's part of like that parental investment from the entire pack. Yeah. And then, like I said, everyone in the pack, males and females, assist with like the baby care you could you could say um they help the pups learn how to speak their language so they help them understand like visual and auditory and olfactory and tactile cues at a very young age um they also will regurgitate food for them at roughly five to ten weeks of age once they go off nursing and so that comes from every pack member and that adds to their diet at around 10 weeks old, the pups are old enough for solid food on their own. They don't need the, they don't need to nurse, um, but that food is still brought to them by their pack members, so they're not able to go retrieve it or go on hunts yet. But at six months old, then they'll start joining the adults in the Aww. hunting. Yeah. They're so cute. They're really cute. They're considered mature at nine months old, and by um, two years old, they're like fully adults. Okay. Yeah. So pretty quick. They grow up yeah. so fast. Oh. Um, so let's see here. Uh, okay, so we'll talk a little bit about wolf conservation. This is one, normally, obviously, I like to have you, like, guess about the conservation situation, but because we're talking about a few different ones, it's a little bit tricky. But I know tricky. that the red wolf is endangered. Yeah, okay, so that's good. Um, so it just kind of depends on the region that they live and the species that you're talking about, but yeah. yes, you're absolutely right. The red wolf is endangered. Um, the... Red wolf is one that was endemic to a very small region of North America, specifically in the United States. Um, they were found uh, primarily in the coastal prairie marshes of Louisiana and Texas, and kind of across the southeast. Uh, but it was a very limited range, and just like any animals, like the Florida panther is the same way. Like 
that obviously has close relatives, but because of its limited mm. range, it, it's just, like, not set up for success. Oh, um, the fact that it lives in Florida, it's not set up for success. <laughs> not great, my dude. <laughs> Move out. Sorry, Florida. <laughs> You're Bummer. the shithole of the United States. Oh, that's not true. That's actually not true. There's We've got Disney World. There's a couple places that have just proven themselves to be shittier, so. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so true. Uh, but, yeah, so they are considered endangered, and unfortunately, they're not doing great. There are, um, a f- there is a place in eastern, what is it, North Carolina, I believe, that does, like, reintroduction um, for red wolves. Nice. And they're, they're doing okay, but, like, their populations are being devastated. Yeah. And one of the major issues is that governments, surprise, surprise, have chosen not to protect those areas of reintroduction. Yeah. And so what that means is the red wolf is A, getting hunted, and B, yeah. coming across, like, dogs and, like, coyotes, and, like, the potential for interbreeding occurs, but also the potential for disease from those animals also occurs, which, like, decimates the already, like, tiny, fragile population, oh. which isn't so good. Red They're wolves so are... pretty. Yeah, they're gorgeous. So red wolves are... Um, members of several zoo members lulls they are uh residents of several zoos and they're a big part of captive breeding programs in the united states and canada the hope is that obviously we want to like make sure that that species is around for generations to come the biggest obstacle for them right now though is that there really isn't protected land for them to go back into right like where are you gonna even go right uh the ethiopian wolf is also considered endangered um they live mostly in a mountain habitat, and a lot of times that, just like with every freaking thing on the planet, is destroyed, habitat loss. So um, it's usually turned prettier. into... They look like they look like a supermodel. <laughs> they look like a supermodel? Is that what you said? Yeah, they look like a supermodel. They're like oh, very yeah. like thin and like very dramatic markings. That contour. <laughs> it's the contour. It's the contour. Uh, but their habitat is being destroyed to make way for farmland, um, agriculture, livestock, that kind of stuff. Um, they also, again, with all of these guys, because they are not that distantly related from domesticated dogs, mm-hmm. they can pick up the same kinds of diseases that they carry. So uh, in all of these cases, anytime they come across an animal that has like rabies or... Oh, vaccinate um, your pets. Yeah. <laughs> vaccinate or like, your um, children and your pets. What's wrong with you? <laughs> vaccinate everyone around you. Just do it. God. Um, so rabies and canine distemper is another one that um, they can unfortunately pick up and again, decimates populations. Right. And... Again, the interbreeding possibility with domestic dogs. It doesn't happen a lot, but it happens enough to be an issue. So mm-hmm. um, a lot of times they're looking into ways of making sure that like those domesticated animals are kept away from areas where the like wolves are naturally roaming and they can like protect those territories so that there isn't any cross-contamination, so to speak. Gotcha. Um, they're also really highly advocating for vaccination of the domesticated animals living near those territories on the off chance that they do come into contact with one another yes. so that they aren't decimating that population. Um, there's also efforts made in the case of the Ethiopian wolf to sterilize any hybrids that are born so that they don't continue that genetic line. Yeah. Um, they're doing a lot of surveys and they're looking to mitigate the habitat loss effects in the area, which is easier said than done. Uh, in the case of the gray wolf, however, this is kind of an interesting story. So gray wolves um, really only live in a very small percentage of their original range. Yeah. Um, in the United States in particular, they um, didn't do so hot. So they were pretty much decimated. Um, in the 1970s, it was estimated there are between 500 to 1,000 wolves, gray wolves left. God. And uh, this estimate came in conjunction with a statistic that said that they were estimated to be gone from 95% of their original historic range. Great. Um, which sucks. Uh, in Canada, that range was down to 15%. However, in Mexico, it was down to zero. It was totally gone. Um, so the um, <clears throat> because of that, it, like living in the wild now and whatever... <laughs> quote-unquote wild whatever wild is left um for the most part the only time you're really going to see a truly wild wolf population is going to be on like the edges of the planet so 
closer to the Arctic is mm-hmm. where you're going to see more of that because, we, I mean, everything else has pretty much been colonized or destroyed. Right. Um, but an interesting thing, in 1995, 14 gray wolves were recruited from Canada and they were introduced back into Yellowstone National Park in the United States. Yes. And this was following um, an absence of gray wolves in Yellowstone for more than 60 years. So during that time, there are a lot of like ecological changes, which unfortunately we're not doing Yellowstone any favors. The biggest mm-hmm. one was like an overabundance of uh, prey animals. So like, yeah. Um, like various species of deer were just Those like in abundance <laughs> yes they were in abundance because of that they were decimating the natural um flora in the area like literally the fauna was like killing the flora yeah <laughs> so um and that wasn't good because that wasn't sustainable in the long term and it like led to the um led to not a very healthy ecosystem overall like i think we've talked about this before but predators are such an important part of a healthy ecosystem oh yeah because they Checks keep everything in man. check Exactly. It's like it's like what our government should be doing. It's well, what our government fails to do. And see what happens when you and don't see have what it. Happens. Uh, so <clears throat> they were reintroduced in 1995, these 14 gray wolves. And the last estimate in 2013 said uh, that they had grown to 95 wolves. Oh, I um, believe it. I saw like six. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And they counted that over 10 packs. And they were, like, That's thriving, awesome. which is great. Because, like, obviously they had an abundance of food, which yeah. is really, really good. And it was such an important part of, like, controlling that ecosystem. Man, um, managing a national park is just, like, real life as you tycoon. Like, he's like, I'm just going to bring in some, like, wolves and, like, watch him eat some stuff. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I got too many orcas in here. I got to get rid of some. <laughs> I got to bring some wolves in now. Listen, I got to bring the wolves. Oh, I got to control this here. Um, so, yeah, that was an interesting... Um, interesting experiment that obviously went well. And I think that's one of those things that, I don't know, I heard someone, I forget who it was, someone was telling me that they, um, like, they were really hesitant to do it because they're just like, no, it's going to, like, destroy the prey population. It's going to destroy the ecosystem. It was like, nah, dude, the prey populations were destroying the ecosystem. The predators yeah. will keep them in check. Like, yeah, there, that's a, there's a reason that that chain exists. There's a reason that there are always, like, fewer predators more prey and like more fauna or i'm sorry flora like that's that's how it goes it's like just the little like, pyramid of life my dude yeah that's the way Anywho. darwin meant it to be that's how daddy envisioned it all along uh yeah so i guess going back to game of thrones so the um we mentioned earlier the sigil for house stark is the dire wolf which was like giant wolf thing mm-hmm. and that makes sense right they're like super pack motivated they take care of one another they're like fiercely loyal they, like, um, they admire and they follow strength and, like, courage and all that kind of stuff. And they value their family above all others. Um, in addition, they're always strongest when they're together. When you separate nice. them, that's when they get lost and, like, lose their way and, like, are corrupted and whatever. It's um, like the whole show. <laughs> pretty much, dude. Uh, so in the show, too, in the very beginning, the uh, family comes across, I think it was, like, a dead female. And she I had six... So, yeah six pups um so they took them and gave them to one or they gave one pup to each of the stark children so they all had one of those and so like part of it is following all of their their time and like path and stuff through yeah. their lives and their wolves lives and, and they tried to make it seem thing. really important and then they just stopped mentioning the wolves <laughs> no spoilers all. no spoilers no spoilers yeah it was the pits and i'm still furious about it why even bring them in if you're not gonna do anything with them that's what i'm saying uh, especially since they're so freaking rad. Yeah, but anywho, big ass wolves. Uh, so it makes sense, right? According to their like house and yeah, and especially like how like fierce they are in coming into contact with these other houses and like how they can be like very very cunning if they like work together and they can mm. you know do their thing. But they're like very strongly family motivated, which like you could say like the lions are too, right? They have their prides and like they're very fiercely loyal in that regard. Yes. And that all checks out with, like, everything we've seen with these characters. So, I'm on board. George did his homework. He knew he what was He at least up. used Wikipedia for parts of it. <laughs> he at least didn't rely on urban legend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but wolves in general, like across the media, are obviously <gasps> rampant. Like yes. they're literally everywhere. Can I talk about my favorite wolf of all yeah. time? Hit me up. Okay, so my favorite wolf of all time is a wolf from a video game. Okay, <laughs> and it's called Okami. And it's okay. about this giant, <gasps> yes! beautiful wolf god. And it's one yeah. of my favorite games of all time. It's and beautiful. Yes. It's like all this beautiful Japanese like folklore in the game and all this Japanese just like mm-hmm. artistry and just my like aesthetic. beautiful shit. And it was on the Wii and you like had to use the Wiimote to make this celestial brush like do its thing. Um, and it was the best. So everyone Speak- go play Okami. I think it's out on everything now. Like these days, you can get it like on Xbox and PlayStation. Everything is the Hell greatest yes. game of all time. It got like nine out of ten everywhere, even from like everybody that sucks, even from all the grumps. Yeah, all the grumps gave it a, a perfect score. Yes. Uh, if we're talking about video game wolves, you know I have to bring up uh, Twilight Princess: Legend of Zelda because you play as Wolf Link. You get turned into so a wolf, true. and you play as a wolf, and it's yes. really weird, but also cool. Yes, mm, and it's, mm, like, mm. very similar to Okami. Yeah, uh, but they're, like, they're everywhere. They're everywhere in media. Like, who hasn't heard of a wolf at this point? They're everywhere. Legend of Zelda, Twilight Princess? How about just Twilight? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. They're in that. Oh, my God. Do you remember when we saw Breaking Dawn together, part two? And there was, like, no one else in the movie theater. And then that, like, twist at the end happened that didn't happen in the books. And you and I just looked at each other and were like, oh, shit. Yes. <laughs> that was wild. And then it turns out it wasn't a twist. Spoilers. <laughs> what a wild ride. It was weird. It was a weird thing that happened. What a weird time um, of our lives, seeing Twilight movies in theaters. I have to say, though, I Guilty haven't pleasures. seen that many. Yeah. I haven't seen that many wolves in zoos. Maybe I just haven't been to the right zoos. But yeah, they're kind of like few and far between, yeah? I just feel like maybe they aren't necessarily, like, kept outdoors in, like, Texas. <laughs> yeah. You know? That's you true. can't really have, like, a pack of wolves, like... Right, right, right. I mean, like, gray wolves. I've seen a ton of red wolves. Yeah, those... Yeah, I've seen those, too. And, um, I, uh, I went to the Minnesota Zoo, and they had this really cool wolf habitat and the the time that i was there which was like several years ago they had these two young ones that were um i think like fish and game found them or something and they were like part of different packs like one was this like beautiful dark like chestnut brown color and then another one was this like snowy white one. Oh, i didn't even mention they like range from white to black and everywhere in between yeah sorry they they're like crazy <laughs> they're floofy um but yeah they were like beautiful and they had this like really cool like woodland habitat it was so neat it's amazing. It. Yeah, I yeah. don't think they're, like, horribly common, but... <clears throat> I think people... Uh, I think you more often see, like, the, the cat predator side of things. Yeah. Right? Because they're, like, a little more exotic sometimes. And I think I think you're right, too. Like, more of the... Like, some of the best stuff that you can do for wolves is to, like... Like, they're... At least in the United States, like, they are living in a place where they could potentially contribute to, like, their wild population directly. So... Right. That's a lot of Otherwise, where that is. Otherwise, you're going to have to, like, build them, like, a wicked habitat. I'm yeah. just going to go ahead and just buy Okami real quick on my phone. Damn it, dude. I want to buy it, too. Do you think they have it on the Switch or Xbox One? That's what I want. Uh, I'm pretty sure they have it on the Well, I don't know. Let me see. Okay, it's definitely on Xbox because that's what I have. I can buy it on my phone and have it downloaded for $19.99. This is a fucking steal. If you guys don't all download this <laughs> guys? right now. It would be so good on the Switch because you could use yeah, that's what I'm saying. Motion the controls. Motion. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's on. <laughs> oh my god. Uh. Okay. Well, that's all I pretty much have for the. It's fourteen ninety nine on the Switch. Hell yeah, dude. It's on sale on Nintendo.com. Nintendo. When okay, are we you have gonna to, okay, bye. Up. Like we're done with the podcast. Like I'm gonna go play Okami. <laughs> okay, this has been fun. We'll see you around never. Um, no, thank you all for uh hanging tight while we tried something a little bit different. We hope you enjoyed this like slight departure from our usual. Um uh, thank you, patrons, for being so understanding when I just kind of threw you under the bus. But we love you and we appreciate you, and we obviously 
adore your feedback. So we're going to be returning to our normal scheduled madness here soon. Madness. If you guys are interested in becoming a patron, there are some cool perks. Um, For $5 a month, you can join our group of patrons where we have a whole community. We release at least one bonus content episode each month. (laughs) We try to. Uh, We have extra special um, behind-the-scenes things that we do. We involve our patrons in polls where they get to choose what type of content we talk about each week on Mm -hmm. the regular show. So it's a really great community and... Obviously, it's a really good group of people. So if you're interested in joining that, I would highly recommend checking it out. It's at patreon.com slash keeperchat, and you can find us there. In addition, um, if you guys like this episode, feel free to check out all of our social media. We're on every platform. Everything. Um, I would say that we're, like, most active on, like, Twitter and Facebook. Is that right? Yeah, sure. Instagram. I mean, if you guys – Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you guys send us a message, though, on any of those things, we always – look and we try to respond in a timely manner so feel free to reach out if you have a question comment concern or if you have any information or ideas that you want us discuss us to discuss in the show in the future or any q and d ideas we're going to get back into those as well um but that's pretty much it thank you all for joining us and if you loved it then we love you if you didn't you're a werewolf Bye, perverts. Bye, nerds. (laughs) Smell you later.